In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, it's great to be with all of you. And we'd like to start off our conversation, as always, by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary is the Mother of God. Mary is the Mother of the Church. And Mary is the Mother of each and every one of us. Also, we pray that beautiful prayer at the end of the rosary, which is the Hail Holy Queen. We invoke Mary as our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So let's invite Mary to be with us and to pray for us and pray with us and to bring us to the heart of Christ, who is our life, who is uh, the way, the truth, and the life. Let's pray with fervor, entrusting our lives to Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and bless the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now let's invite our spiritual director to be with us. Spiritual director has many wonderful titles. Spiritual director is the paraclete. Spiritual director is also known as the gift of gifts. Spirit director is the Holy Spirit, the sweet guest of our souls. Our spiritual director, the Holy Spirit, is also known as the sanctifier. He makes us holy. Holy Spirit is also known as the consoler. In the midst of the trials of life, the Holy Spirit comes to console us. It's also known as the counselor. That were not enough, St. Paul in his letter to the Romans, Romans, he says that we really don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's beg the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light in our intellect and the fire of divine love to burn in the very depths of our hearts. 
As we pray together, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady Queen of Martyrs, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Lucy, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. How true it is, my friends, that the family that prays together stays together and a family, a world at prayer is a world at peace. So as always, I'll be praying for all of you in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. By far the greatest of all prayers is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. So I'd like to place all of you on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass and offer these these intentions. First intention will be, I'd like to pray that all of us would be open to the Inspirations of the Holy Spirit. Our sanctification depends upon our being open to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. Second, I'd like to pray for our family members, for the conversion and sanctification of our family members. I think I mentioned yesterday that yesterday was one of my brother's birthdays. Today is another one. Today is the birthday of my brother Chris, if you could pray for him. Let's pray for our family members.
Also to pray for Jolanda Hernandez that was killed in a car accident last week. Pray for Jolanda as well as her family members. We are a family and we, we pray together for each other in our intentions and our family members in our joys, our sorrows, our losses, our griefs. We come together to unite ourselves in prayer. Placing all these intentions on the, on the altar. And of course, I like to always pray <coughs> with you for the, for those who are dying. Those who are dying. The most important moment in our life, my friends, is the moment that we will die. Our Lord said, What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? To pray for the conversion of deathbed sinners. One soul is worth more than the whole created universe. My friends, as always, We have so many intentions. Let's, let's place them on the altar and trusting that the body, blood, soul, divinity of Christ offered to God the Father will redound to the salvation of countless souls. So thank you for all of your intentions and just a recap of yesterday. Yesterday we celebrated the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. We see in our studio here this beautiful image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. One idea that consoles many people. Perhaps you can use this when people are going through grief the loss of a loved one. When I'm doing funeral masses, trying to console people in their grief over the loss of a loved one, lately I've been trying to console the people by talking about someone who really understood the loss of a loved one. The loss of loved ones in plural. In this sense, Mary herself 
Marry yourself. Experienced death, the loss of her loved ones. Mary first lost her husband, St. Joseph. Now we don't know the time, the date, the manner, even the burial of St. Joseph. We don't know that. But Mary lost her beloved spouse, St. Joseph. And I think very few people meditate upon that event because it's not biblical. It's not biblical, but it's a reality. Last time we see St. Joseph in sacred scripture is the fifth joyful mystery when Jesus is lost and found in the temple. Then he disappears. Then, of course, the loss, Jesus, Mary losing her son, Jesus Christ, as he hangs on the cross. Mary stood beneath the cross. In this context, we see Mary's intense sorrow and grief, losing her only son. What incredible grief and sorrow Mary experienced. They preach and teach people that when they are going through grief and sorrow at the loss of a loved one, if we do not unite our suffering to God, to the cross, to the reality of the resurrection, to the holy sacrifice of the Mass. If we suffer without God, our suffering turns into sadness, discouragement, and even bitterness. So suffering can make us either better or bitter. Mary did not experience depression or discouragement. But profound sorrow, yes. For that reason, it's important that we we learn how to unite our sufferings to the heart of Mary, to the cross. We place these sufferings on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And our suffering will have infinite value. For that reason, Pope John Paul II, who gave us very clear witness to suffering the past five years of his life, John Paul II wrote a document 
the name of the dogma is Savifici Dolores. This dogma, John Paul II, the salvific meaning behind suffering points that our suffering has salvific value if we unite it to Christ, especially in his cross. The readings are very beautiful, as Mary Jo has pointed out. I'd like to speak briefly about the saint that we celebrate today. As Mark and some of you have already posted, today we celebrate the feast day of Saint Lucy. She was a virgin martyr who died around the year 304. She's a patron saint of those who have eye problems, eye troubles. Like many of the early martyrs, we don't know too much about her. She was born in Italy, Sicily, and died during the persecution of Diocletian, the first three centuries of Catholicism was marked by violent persecution by the Roman emperors, Diocletian, Nero, Valerius, Decius. But Lucy is also mentioned if we, when we go to Mass in the first Eucharistic prayer of the Mass, She's mentioned, which means the church shows great respect to her. One story about St. Lucy says that she is said to have made a vow of virginity, to be unmarried. When the man to whom she made this vow was engaged to her, found out. He turned her in as a Christian. And she was tortured and remained faithful to Jesus Christ. St. Lucy, it's interesting we got the saints that are patron saints of certain things. We pray pray to St. Anthony that he will help us to find our lost objects. And it works. (laughs) St. Lucy, as well as St. Raphael, they're the patron saints of, of eyes. So St. Raphael is, uh, you can find his presence in the book of Tobit, or Tobias, in which Tobit Sr., he loses his eyesight. The archangel Raphael tells Tobias, the son of Tobit, to apply 
the remains of a fish to the eyes of the father and something like scales fall from the eyes of Tobit and he's able to see. Lucy, Lucia, which means light, is also the patron saint of eyes. Let's pray to her and beg this great saint Pray to her and beg this great saint to help us to use all the gifts that God has given to us to praise God. That's right. Beg for the grace to use our eyes for the honor and glory of God. The beatitude that comes to me is found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, which our Lord says, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Pray that we would never abuse our eyes, using our eyes for wrong purposes and wrong intentions. I once heard a story related to eyes, You know, we're called to use the gifts that God has given to us and not to abuse, to use and not to abuse. It's a story in the life of Padre Pio. Padre Pio is known to have done many miracles. Of course, he would always attribute these miracles to God. And this man draws close to Padre Pio and he was a blind man. Padre Pio asked the man, what would you like? He said, I'd like to see. Padre Pio said this, God can give me the grace to restore your sight. But if your sight is restored, then you will lose your immortal soul. So you choose. The blind man decided to remain blind because he wanted to contemplate the beauty of the face of God for all eternity. How easy it is for us today to abuse the gifts that God has given to us rather than to use them. So in honor of St. Lucy, in honor of St. Raphael, Let's talk about ways in which we can use our eyes to praise and to glorify God. Let's talk about different ways in which we can use our gifts, especially our senses, 
so as to praise and glorify God. The eyes are the mirror of the soul. They're the gateway. We receive knowledge through sense perception as Aristotle and Thomas Aquinas point out. I'll give you a, a list of ways in which we can utilize our eyes to contemplate the beauty of God so that we can live out that beatitude we find in Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. Blessed are the pure of heart for they will see God. So let me give you a list and then we'll turn to the beautiful gospel that Mary Jo has pointed out Jesus says, come to me, all of you are weary. In Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30. Beautiful gospel passage. Come to me, all of you. Come to me, all of you. So, the first is, is contemplating the beauty of God Through the beauty of creation. That's right. Contemplating the beauty of God through the beauty of creation. We who live in big cities. John Paul II in his document on Dia Domine, the day of the Lord, how to sanctify the Sabbath day, said, first go to Mass. But then he mentioned being in contact with nature. For in contact with nature, that can help to raise our minds and our hearts and our souls to God. To raise our minds, our hearts, and our souls to God. Of course, we do make a, a distinction that creation is not the creator. Nature is not God. Because God created everything. But the beauty of nature and the beauty of creation is a reflection of the beauty of the Creator. So you might even stop and ask yourself today, what element of creation, what element of creation helps you to raise your mind and your heart to God. There's so much. What element in creation helps you to raise your mind and your heart to God? There's so much. There's so very much. 
often I've mentioned that I, one thing in nature I've always has appealed to me is the reality of the sun. The sunrise, the sunset, the sun at midday. And the sun makes me think about God because Jesus said that I am the light of the world. And as the sun rises, so I lift up the host. The sun rising makes me think about the elevation of the host, which is Jesus, the Son of God. When we place the Blessed Sacrament on the altar, we place it in the monstrance on the altar. And our monstrance is such that there's it's circular and then emanating from the center of the monstrance are these rays. And those rays are symbolic of the rays of sunlight. <clears throat> so I invite all of you to to think about what in nature creation helps you to raise your mind and your heart to God. One other little thing I'd mentioned in passing, and all of us have all of us probably have a different thing in nature which really seems to lift our minds and hearts to God. Is the reality of the birds in nature, but I'm very impressed by what is called the, the mockingbird. Harper Lee wrote a book to kill the mockingbird. There's a movie that came out with Gregory Peck to kill the mockingbird. If you ever listen to a mockingbird, you can hear just a series, a repertoire of different sounds that comes from this little bird. little bird is able to mimic or to imitate other birds or other noises. It's incredible. Makes me think about God. Makes me think about God. So we're, we're talking today, my friends, about St. Lucy. Santa Lucia, which means light. And she's the patron. She's the patron of eyesight, as well as Saint Raphael. So next time you take a nature walk, beg the Holy Spirit to help you to arrive at the Creator Himself through the beauty of creation.
arrive at the Creator Himself through the beauty of creation. Key number two. We're going to be moving in a different direction, but we're talking about how we can use our eyes to glorify the Creator, use our eyes as a means of sanctification. A means of sanctification. So the second would be, my friends, very different, but very important, is reading... but especially reading, pondering, meditating upon the Word of God. Reading, pondering, and meditating upon the Word of God. And that's one of the primary purpose we come together every morning is to read and reflect upon the riches of the Word of God. And what happens when we read and meditate upon the Word of God and imitate in imitation of Mary who pondered the Word of God in her heart? The Word of God goes from the Bible to our eyes, then it goes from our eyes to our mind then it goes from our minds to our heart and then from our heart to our lives. And what I do is I ponder the Word of God then it's in my mind, my heart and they open up my mouth and then the words come out and the Word of God that I've had, I have in my heart already goes to your ears, your mind, and to your heart. So the sharing of the riches of the Word of God. For that reason, my friends, it's always a very good practice to read and meditate and ponder. Read and meditate and ponder the Word of God. all the days of our life. What else? My friends, we're, today we're talking about St. Lucy, Lucia, and she's the patron saint of eyesight as well as that of St. Raphael. as well as that of St. Raphael. The next would be, you notice in my studio here, my studio here, in the background is an image, you can see an image of various beautiful paintings and pictures 
So having beautiful pictures, my friends, in your rooms, in your living room, in your places of work, these beautiful pictures can be of great help to us. Such that St. John Damascene, the last Eastern father of the church, defines prayer. He defines prayer as lifting up of the mind and the heart to God. Prayer is a lifting up of the mind and the heart to God. So if you just look at my studio here, these beautiful images or paintings help us to think about God. The other day when we celebrated St. John Damascene, St. John Damascene fought against what is called the iconoclastic heresy. That's right. St. John Damascene fought against the iconoclastic heresy because there are many people who are destroying icons and holy pictures. And why do we have holy pictures and paintings? We're not adoring them. We do not adore pictures or statues. That would be a type of idolatry. But we honor what they represent. For example, my studio, if you look behind me, we have this beautiful picture of Our Lady Guadalupe. And this picture represents Mary's maternal, motherly love for all of us. Then there's the picture on the wall of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. He's pointing to a Sacred Heart. By contemplating that picture, it helps us to understand better understand better and better the love of God. Love is manifested by the heart. And the heart is symbolic of love. Then we have the picture on the wall of you can see it there of the of Our Lady of Fatima there in the corner. And that depicts the holy sacrifice of the Mass related to Jesus hanging on Calvary. Below that you can see Saint Margaret Mariella Cook in the apparition of the Sacred Heart of Jesus to this great nun. Then the other side, there's a picture of great St. Joseph. St. Joseph is the foster father of Jesus, the husband of Mary. But you can see him working in his carpenter shop. And the little child picking up the nail, 
symbolic of the way that he will suffer and die for our salvation. So what we're doing today, my friends, we're doing today, my friends, is we're talking about Santa Lucia as well as Saint Raphael. They are the patron saints of our eyes. So in the world a world in which there's so many temptations to to not use our eyes in the proper way. I'm highlighting three different ways by contemplating nature, meditating upon the Word of God, and proper use of images. One last idea, and then we'll jump into the Gospel. Steve Wood, who is a convert to Catholicism, as well as Jeff Cavins and Scott Hahn, he points out, Steve Wood, that the, the struggle to overcome addictions, especially the addiction to pornography, he says... Reading and memorizing the Word of God is very powerful in overcoming this type of addiction. And in this little book, The Twelve Steps to Sexual Purity, Steve Wood makes this analogy. And he says what What chlorine is to a swimming pool, what chlorine is to a swimming pool, so the Bible, the Word of God, is to the mind. So chlorine kills the bacteria in the swimming pool, so the Word of God can burn away and dislodge the bad images that we have perhaps allowed to be engraved in our mind by improper use of our eyes. So there we have, my friends, my my comment on St. Lucy as well as St. Raphael being the patron saint of our eyes. Let's pray that we would Utilize our eyes to praise God. And to live out that image. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Let's move to the gospel. 
gospel today, my friends, is very beautiful, very consoling. <clears throat> the gospel today, my friends, is very consoling. Very consoling. We have Jesus preaching to the crowds. And this is a gospel that is actually used when we celebrate the sacred heart of Jesus. The words that Jesus offers today for us are very consoling. Very consoling. Such that when you find yourself, my friends, in a state, perhaps you find yourself in a state of desolation, this gospel reading can help you out very much. Jesus says, Come to me. Come to me. All you who labor. And our burden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart. And you'll find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Isn't that beautiful? Just by listening to that, it gives us a lot of peace and consolation. But I would say, especially when you find yourself tired, perhaps discouraged, perhaps disheartened, perhaps in desolation, perhaps alone, perhaps not understood, perhaps abandon perhaps lonely the words of Jesus are very very consoling very very consoling Yes, Mary Jo, it's so beautiful and comforting that Mary Jo said at the beginning of our talk, very consoling words. And I would even invite you to do that in front of an image of the sacred heart that you might have in your rooms. Or better yet, if possible, if possible, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And if the Blessed Sacrament were exposed, so much the better, if possible. 
these words of Christ, which come right from his consoling, comforting, loving, sacred heart, are most consoling. They're most consoling. Perhaps you can even have them memorized. When I was doing my holy holy hour this morning, I was I was actually singing a hymn with these words. That was part of my holy hour. I was actually singing these words in my heart, and they were very so very consoling, very comforting. A solace, a balm for a heavy heart or someone who's overburdened with with maybe worries or or work. Those words of Jesus Christ, they're very consoling. And you might even, if you have friends, maybe family members, friends or family members that are are going through a tough time. Then give this biblical passage to them. You might tell them, go to your Bible, go to your Bible, and read and meditate and ponder these consoling words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Come to me. Jesus says, come to me. You look at the divine mercy image. Jesus is walking toward us. He's not walking away from us. He says, come to me. And then Jesus says, all. Not just some people. Come to me, all. Jesus loves all of us. At all times. In all places. In all circumstances. All you who labor. And are burdened. We labor, we're, we, we are burdened. And it causes at times real weariness. And he says, I will give you rest. So let's try to, let's try to find our rest, our solace, our comfort on the sacred heart of Jesus. One of the most beautiful
one of the most beautiful biblical passages there at the Last Supper, St. John the Evangelist is resting his head on the sacred heart of Jesus. Imagine that you're St. John the Evangelist and you can rest you can rest your head on the sacred heart of Jesus. He'll give you solace, comfort and peace. Solace, comfort and peace. We want to seek our refuge, our comfort, our peace. In the sacred heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So my friends, I'd like to invite you to share our message. Share our message to many of your friends. Perhaps some of your friends are sad, they're depressed, they're in desolation. Share our message. And they'll recognize that they're not alone. We have St. Lucy, we've got St. Raphael, we have Our Lady Guadalupe. But especially we have the most sacred heart of Jesus as our refuge. Share our message to the whole world. And as always, I'd like to impart to you my priestly blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless all of you through the intercession of St. Lucy, St. Raphael, and God's angels and saints. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sweetheart of Mary, be my salvation. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I trust in you.